Good morning, everybody. Um, let me start by reading your scripture. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You know, a lot of us are seeking direction in our lives. Probably every day we seek his direction. And we struggle to find what is the direction? What is God telling me? What is God's wisdom for me today? And today we're going to be reading about a man called Apollos. In Acts chapter 18, as part of the series that we're doing in our church on the book of Acts. Um, but before we do that, I want you to just take that word in deep into your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, not part, but all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, vital, but we do not lean on our own understanding, depending on ourselves, our own strength. And in all our ways, we acknowledge Him, Him alone. Not about me, not about our strength, not about our power, but about His. And then He shall direct our paths. So if you want to turn with me, if you've got a Bible, we're going to be reading in Acts chapter 18 and verse 24. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord though he knew only the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. For he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. So this is the life of Apollos, uh, the introduction of Apollos into the church. He's a Jew. He's born in Alexandria. Let me tell you a little bit about Alexandria. Alexandria was the second city only to Rome. Uh, it was named after Alexander the Great. In fact, his coffin filled with honey to preserve him and his body lay in the city of Alexandria. It said of Alexandria that one-fifth of its city was laden with palaces and fine gardens and such a wealthy place. It was known for its wealth, its thought, its influence, its art and poetry. This was a real city of culture. No wonder the early disciples when Apollos came on the scene spoke of this man um, and said that he was eloquent and mighty in the scriptures he was a learned man and very confident very eloquent came from a very eloquent city after all and had great influence amongst the early Christians. But remember what we said just as we opened 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. And what we see from this passage of scripture is that Apollos wanted to go to uh, Corinth, to the church of the Corinthians, and indeed they sent him off with letters uh, and he arrives at Corinth. And we can see more about the result of this man's ministry. Uh, if you look in, in Corinthians, the first letter to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, Paul's writings at the Corinthian church. And it's clear that Apollos had great success in Corinth. There was great growth, magnificent growth of the church, in fact. But Paul says, you know, I, I planted another watered, and God grants the growth, by the way, not Apollos. Um, but there was such contention within this church at Corinth. And I want to point you to that contention. It's in 1 Corinthians verse 10. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there are no divisions amongst you, but that you are perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it's been declared to me concerning my brethren that there are contentions amongst you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, which is Peter, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I baptized in my own name. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. I think the King James says, lest the gospel of Christ be nullified, which I rather like that word. So you see, it's important that Paul saying he's addressing the Corinthian church, who were divided. They were following men, basically. They had gotten off the path, shall we say. And some were bragging that Apollos was the man they followed. Some said, no, Paul. Some said, Peter. No, I'm of Christ. This very spiritual, you know, would, would, would recognize, no, actually, it's Christ they follow. Um, and Paul rebukes them. Don't let these divisions be amongst you. Be of one mind. You know, he goes on throughout the book of uh, Corinthians all about this wisdom that comes from God, of knowing his Holy Spirit. It's not the wisdom that we gain from reading and studying books, albeit spiritual books. It's about the wisdom that comes from knowing Christ. He is our wisdom and our redemption, he says. And he also says the foolish things of this world God has chosen to confound the wisdom of this world. That's in verse 1. Uh, 27 but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise and God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh should boast uh, so that no flesh should glory rather in his presence for of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. 
that it that as it is written he who glories let him glory in the lord and so we see this corinthian church grew mightily under the ministry of apollos um, but there was distortion within the church it was not the perfect church uh, and this is just one issue there were many other issues uh, it talks of Paul addressing fornication uh, brothers taking brother Christian brother taking Christian brother to law courts rather than resolving issues so there was a lot of people really on the wrong path they hadn't found really the true wisdom which is found in Christ it's in knowing him only see there's another verse which says the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men look at that comparison look at that measure that God gives us in that word the foolishness of God is wiser than men if there's such a thing as the foolishness of God for our God knows all things but what he's saying is, is if you get to a scale of man's wisdom you know he can be up here say from down here you know, the lowly and the base to the, the highest wisest guy in the, in the land God's foolishness is up here somewhere, far higher than man's greatest wise wisdom, rather. So, it's, he's on another scale. And we must be careful that we do not boast in ourselves. In, our, in the scriptures, we might think, I know the scriptures inside out, I've studied them. You know, uh, I'm a learned man, I would class myself as a scholar, I know Greek. I know Hebrew, it means nothing if you don't know Christ. The importance of knowing him. If we go back to that scripture again, in Proverbs 3 and verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all, with your, all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. He'll direct our paths as we trust in him, and wisdom will come from knowing him. There also talks in uh, 1 Corinthians 2 and 6, God's hidden mystery is revealed only through the Spirit of God, not through our own wisdom. It's only revealed through the Spirit of God. It's, you know, it's when you connect with God, the Holy Spirit, in your life. That's true wisdom. True wisdom of knowing God. It's not up here. It's in your heart. It's when Christ touches you. You know he can tangibly touch you, physically touch you, emotionally fill you with his love and his power and his passion. Paul says, you know, not many uh, high and mighty were called. You know, it's um, in 1 Corinthians. For you see you're calling, brethren, that not many wise According to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world. There's that word foolish again. To put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. So be careful. Do not follow the path of Apollos. Yes, he was a great leader, a great orator, speaker, a convincer of men. Well, I see a bit of pride there that, you know, the words that they say, you know, uh, Aquila and Priscilla, 
when they met him, you know, the, the words that they're written in Acts 2, uh, sorry, Acts 18, um, eloquent and mighty in the scriptures. But he was limited in his experience with God at that time at least, because he did not know Christ. He did not know the Holy Spirit. He only knew the baptism of John and John's teachings on repentance, all good. But the precursor to what was to come, the fulfillment of the scriptures that he was mighty in, by the way, were not complete until Christ died and bled on that cross and was a sacrifice for us that we might know true wisdom, true understanding and be directed by him and not by our minds, not by our earthly wisdom and knowledge that we think we might have the intellect to understand and plan it and work it all out. Well, sometimes it fails. Look at this current coronavirus, all of man's wisdom and all of the mechanisms that are in place and the talent that's in our country and across the world fails at some point fails it's God is all-powerful it's him who is all wise and he chooses the foolishness in this in this world to confound man who thinks he's wiser than God so let me finish with this in Isaiah 66 1 and verse 2 it says heaven is my throne and the earth my footstool we're on this one I will look on him who is poor and of, of a contrite spirit. You see, this is who God looks upon. Him who is poor and who is of a contrite spirit. That is someone who's broken, by the way. You've come to your end. You lost your own wisdom, your own ability to work things out. Just like in this coronavirus, we're struggling to work it out. There's times when you need to throw yourself upon God and find his wisdom and his direction for your life. Amen.